This is the Nassiman Hockey Podcast with James Nichols and John Zella. All right, welcome back to another edition of Nassiman Hockey Podcast. James Nichols here with John Zella. What's going on, bud? Not a whole lot. I've never heard this tone from you ever. It's uh, it, it's not a good tone, and uh, it's because the Islanders are still currently putting up a stinker. Um, neither of us are, are really happy about it. It is currently 6 nothing going into the third period. Uh, the Islanders are severely down on shots, severely down on players, um, because nobody's shown up to this game, um, and it's a bit of a concern. Uh, moving forward, bad time to put up a stinker in uh, Game 5 with the series tied at 2 uh, on the road. Um, game 6 Wednesday, going back to Nassau Coliseum. We'll see how they respond. Um, but first, let's get to On the Island, brought to you by DraftKings. Uh, the second round is in full swing, and the action increases from game to game. This is where the contenders are separated from the pretenders. And to give you some skin in the game, DraftKings will be offering free-to-play pools every day of the basketball playoffs, offering players a free shot at up to $10,000 in total cash prizes. That's up to $10,000 in total cash prizes uh, up for grabs each day. The best part of it is that it's free to play. Uh, DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your sh- your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for more details. So, uh, game five. Uh, currently a stinker. Still a stinker going into uh, uh, the third period. The Islanders will be without uh, Mr. Matthew Barzell for cross-checking Jan Ruda in the face at the conclusion of the second period. Uh, back, no. up, back up a little from your mic. Oh, why am I super loud? It's super, you're kind of, you're clipping a little bit, but that's okay. That's okay. I apologize. So, um, yeah, going into the third period uh, without Matthew Barzell, he cross-checks Jan Ruda in the face, uh, and now they are down a man uh, as if they had 12 others uh, skating anyway. But um, your best player can't do that stuff. It's, I mean, Correct. I know you're aggravated. Um, refing and officiating have been questionable, I think, in both of these semifinal series. Uh, it's, it was a you know, topic discussion on Hockey Central today uh, with Justin Bourne, Jeff Merrick, and Anthony Stewart. They, you know, they all had different opinions on that, but that does not mean you can go do something like that. That's not no. acceptable. You, no. you don't want, you, 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 he has to be a leader on this team. Especially without your captain in the lineup. He has to be, even though he's really young, he has to be a better leader than that. Yeah, so one of the uh, storylines of this game has to be, obviously, the discipline. Let's just take a look at it here. The Islanders are facing uh, penalty, 30 penalty in minutes uh, currently in the second period or, or uh, the period that just passed. Uh, Nelson, two for hooking. Clutterbuck, two for interference. Palmieri, two for tripping. Matt Martin, five for fighting. Pajot, two for tripping. Uh, Pajot, again, two for roughing. Barzell, cross-checking, and a 10 at the end for misconduct. Uh, the discipline is I mean, a, the a, discipline, a big story uh, here. 
I think even in addition to the penalties, just like their discipline, sticking to their game plan, like coming out with energy. I don't, I know there's travel involved. That's not like a weird thing. They've been doing it all, all playoffs long now, you know, they're going all over the place. Um, but they, they just came out flat. What was it 40 seconds in 48 seconds in? Yeah. So let's goal. go, let's go back to the first period and just talk about that first goal for Steven Stamkos, a shot from the point redirects and just happens to land in front of Stamkos, uh, with Varlamov, uh, on the other side of his crease, uh, for an empty net goal, essentially. What do you, what do you make of that goal? I, I know there was a, a bit of a bad play, uh, where the, uh, lightning wound up with the puck, uh, in the offensive zone. Again, the Islanders kind of failed to clear that puck, but, you know, it's a bit of a gift goal for me. What do you think? I, I think that stuff's going to happen. I, I think the the six goals to this point, and although I did miss the sixth one, apparently it was on the power play, I was setting up for this because I just kind of had it. But any one or two of those six goals can happen in any game, right? All of them happened in this game. Those, you know, it, weird bounces, This uh, another one with Green going down, it deflects off his stick. Maybe that was the second or third one. Uh, any one or two of those, like I said, could happen in any game. I, I You expect it to happen, especially in the playoffs. People are, you know, you get tired. You, you are traveling. It is every other day. You aren't really getting that much rest at this point. They haven't had anyone in and out of the lineup. It's been this, in since the end of the season, like it's been, it's been this last with save for Wallstrom and Zajac. It's been the only lineup change in like two months, same six D since the first day, other than Hickey and uh, Aho for a, a, just a cup of coffee earlier this season. Um, mental lapse. It's going to happen. You saw Mark Andre Fleury do it the other night, right? It comes out of his net, kind of gives them a gift to, sure. um, I don't expect them all to happen in one game. I think that's where you're like, how that's a lot of mental lapses. And I guess yep. like, look, if you're going to, if you're going to put up a, a terrible game and you're going to lose, it doesn't make them win two games by being up six, eight, nothing, whatever the score is going to be at the end of this game. They don't lose two games because they let up more goals, right? You still have two more games. You can still come back next game, tie the series and then, you know, go from there. Um, this I this makes it harder to win for sure. But at the same time, it's not they they would be going back to Long Island if they had won this game with Tampa nipping at their heels, energized, wanting to get back at them, wanting to even up the series. This could have happened in game six. Like this they have not done this to their credit. Two things to their credit. They've yeah. not done this in the playoffs so far. They have not just put up an absolute terrible start to finish game that is not happening right. yet no um, to and, totally agree and i think this is what people expected in this series they expected four games of this or something close to it uh, which is which is surprising to me because you know again the islanders play the system where they don't really often allow too many goals against and aside from you know, the, the game against Tampa Bay last year in game one, it didn't happen much in last series either. So, you know, I guess we can chalk it up to maybe it's going to happen once a series against Tampa Bay. They know how to put the puck in the back of the net, and this happened to be the particular game they decided to do so. 
Um, but this is not something that you typically, if you, if you follow the Islanders, expect from the Islanders. Um, you know, if you're only seeing them, aside from, you know, this, this season in particular, you saw them eight times if you're an opposing team viewing uh, the Islanders play a game. But, you know, if you're only seeing them two times a year, such as maybe, you know, the Los Angeles Kings, you, you know, on paper, you might say to yourself, oh, this, this should be a game where the Kings score, you know, eight goals. Why, why not? They're, they're not great on paper, but you know, when you're, uh, when, when you're constantly watching the Islanders, you don't expect this out of them. And it's, it was surprising to see tonight uh, in game five with the series tied. Yeah. And I, a part of me doesn't, you know, they, they, they're going to do Tampa's going to do this to you. They're, they're going to find a way to embarrass you. If you don't come out with your energy um, that the Islanders do typically have, um, they didn't have their, they, they left their identity in the Coliseum. Okay. They, they, they did not show up with any jump. Even the fourth line didn't have it. Um, Martin tried to fight. Was it Shen? Who he did. Side, side note, who remembered Shen was this is game five. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm like, Shen is on this team. Yeah. I believe he was inserted for Eric Chernak who was injured prior. Right. To I, 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 I forgot. Didn't know he was on Tampa for whatever reason. Um, but the Islanders just did not show up with their identity. You, you, you saw that from they either either they were you didn't really get a chance to see it one way or another. It was just deflated. If they did show up with it, it was taken out immediately. It, it's so it's after that goal they just they they kind of gave up, and that's not typically what happens. They've done, and we we've talked about it. I think we've both both written articles about how they've let up at a really early goal on the first five shots in the first five minutes and managed to bounce back um, where they have let down games and they come back and they do this, you know, they, they manage to do it. I don't, maybe they're coming off of that, like emotional high winning that game, the Pulak save. Um, I know we we probably should have started with the win and went into this, but whatever, <laughs> but you know, you, you're coming off of that, um, that emotional high at the yeah. same time, Tampa is also coming off of a ton of momentum. So they kind of owned the second half of that third period. And the Islanders just didn't break, you know, the Ben don't break mantra that I, I think it, that was kind of the Islanders secondary identity. A lot of times, especially in last year's playoffs. Um, but yeah, Tampa had that momentum. They knew that they could have the Islanders number essentially, whatever the score is, uh, you know, again, we're not watching the game at this point. Um, for all intents and purposes, it's eight straight goals unanswered by Tampa Bay going back to last game. Correct. So you can you can talk about how the Islanders have had amazing second periods and outscored opponents twenty three to whatever. Um, not tonight. Didn't show up. Le- left it on the plane. Uh, left it in whatever airport they fly out of. I don't know. Jeff K. Whatever. This it was. It, this is just not the team that we're used to seeing. No, yeah. definitely not. It, it, it's definitely concerning. And you know, like you said, eight straight goals from Tampa. Um, they scored the last two in, in Game Four, and now going into Game Five. Um, you know, they're up six nothing. So by the end of this recording, could be you know an upwards of you know I don't know maybe ten goals uh, unanswered, but definitely a bit of a concern. Um, wanted to get your thoughts on this because, um, you know, the first shift for Barzell and Eberle, uh, Trotz decides to put out 
Kyle Palmieri uh, from the get-go. Now, Barzell and Everly hadn't had a shift uh, until after the Lightning's first goal, but, um, you know, the, the trend stayed for at least the first uh, 25, 30 minutes of this game where Palmieri was consistently rolled out with uh, Barzell and Everly. You know, we wanted that for a long time. Was that maybe something that shouldn't happen? I mean, that's not the reason for that this game went south. No. Um, and they did win last game. And I, I'm, I'm going to – I haven't had all my thoughts together on this. I wanted to see how this game played out. Um, and I don't think to – to answer your question sh- in, in short, no. I, I don't think that's the wrong move. I think on occasion it's good. Um, Trotz has been – doing this i tweeted it out actually i i retweeted joe uh pantorno um and because w- he had a comment about trots in the lineup that it was the same and i had said last year it was all about inserting the right player at the right time ross johnson went in the Derek brassard went in you kind of ha- every once in a while there was there was a new player in the lineup and ju- just to, and it managed you know like we kept saying he was pressing the right buttons in this during this playoff run, it's been a lot more subtle where you see staple like, okay, Pellick's out with Mayfield. Uh, Pulak's out with Letty or Green is out with Pulak or whatever the case is or these little subtle, like he finally does put Palmieri up on that first line. Kamov is playing with Zajac and, and Peugeot. So it's been a lot more, it's making it difficult for the other team to line match, I think. And then you with on the defensive side of the puck, um, I, I had kind of seen a couple people mention, and I, I think it's it bears repeating that Pulak and Pelak are obviously one of the better tandems in the league. But if you split them up, even for like a shift or two, it seems like they're out there for ten minutes straight. Yeah, so um, you kind of gain a little bit of a, an advantage there because you're trying to get your best players away from them, and all of a sudden they're split. They're still very effective. So you wind up like, were they out there for? six eight shifts in a row like it just seems like they're out there every time dobson's getting less minutes at the end of games um i like palmieri up there on occasion um i think there was another a game earlier this series that barzell again did not take a single face off in a game maybe we talked about it last week so there's trots is trying to do these these little things i think it's the right move I don't know how often you need to do it. Um, he, it's clearly not going to make it a defensive line. Like you're throwing your eggs in this basket. And then the third oh, yeah. line with Peugeot, I know we called for it. I even did. And now lo- looking at them play, the third line that is, I didn't love it. I didn't like lo- Palmieri at least brought out the, some better offensive qualities in Peugeot. Well, and here's then you the- just didn't you then, you, then you truly had a third line. We always joke that it's, three second lines. This was very clearly a third line with Komarov on the third line with Zajac and Peugeot is a third line. Here's the thing for me, right? I think it's very specific to this switch. And in, in when I asked, you know, was switching Palmieri for Komarov the wrong move? And the reason I say this is because, um, you know, Peugeot is definitely dealing with something. He's not, he's not a hundred percent. He's not 100% himself. No. So, you know, making that switch makes things a little tougher for uh, Pajot because 
no one's really focusing on Komarov. Everybody knows he's just going to play the defensive game, uh, but it makes him have to do that much more in the offensive zone, especially with no Wallstrom. Now you're looking at really two uh, defensive wingers for a guy who can do pretty much anything. And he's also dealing with something, um, you know, admittedly by trots. I, I get trying to, you know, get some scoring. Totally. We've been asking for this for a long time. It's just interesting, the timing of it, that it happened now when Peugeot's dealing with something. Um, yes, game four was great, and most of Barzell's goals or points come with Komarov not on the ice. But do you go back to playing Komarov with Everlay and Barzell, you know, when game six resumes because Barzell's done for tonight? Um and using well, is it five Palmieri, ten in a game, or is it five and ten? Because he'll be back with five minutes left in third. It's 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 a five ten and a game. So he's out for game five. He's done. Um, so going into game six, do you stick with Komarov on with Barzell and Eberle and place Paul Mary in situationally like he has in the past? I think that's probably that's how that's what I'm hoping for is what I'll say. Um, only because it, it makes, like I, like I was saying earlier, you just lose a ton of depth having Komarov on that third line playing alongside Zajac and Peugeot. Palmieri at least adds a scoring threat and, and he balances things out a little bit. Ideally, obviously, it's Lee on that first line and then it's seriously deep. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and chances are, frankly, it'd be Palmieri, Peugeot, and Komarov if you, you want to be perfectly honest. Um, but that's still not that's still not bad depth, right? If that that first line is way more effective, as we know, with with lean the lineup, I think it's situationally. I like that they were doing it when when they had last change, and you're able to throw. Same thing with the defensive pairs, when you're able to just like grab one of your one of your guys off and and throw them in, or you know do it somewhat strategically. It's good coaching, you know. That's that's thinking ahead. Uh, Tampa scored another goal point with his 20th goal in a row. Jeez, that guy's good. Um, seven goals on 14 shots. I, I that that is just atrocious. I, I know we're like yeah. getting off topic here, but I, I just I'm I'm having a hard t- like they, they're scoring on every other shot. That is just nothing that the Islanders can do. Right, like that's that's well beyond like. It's not even playing poorly, right? Like that—that's—that's that's something else. I don't—I don't even know what to call it. That's unheard of. I've never seen something like quite that bad before. And, and Tampa has yeah. third. I'm sorry, Jesus. I'm looking at this wrong. That's how aggravated I am. Islanders have 14 shots. Lightning have seven goals. Not a great ratio, but no. seven goals on 36 shots for the Lightning is what I meant to shots. say. Still not great. Still not great. Still not That's great. One for uh, what is that? A goal every five shots? I don't math very well. It's just about. So that's still like big yikes. So that's look. It's it's clearly not the goaltending, right? Both goalies are going to come in. It's it's that's not the answer. Um, like we were saying, the puck lands. You know, Stamkos on a platter, deflects off Green, wins out of their sails. That's it. That's the game. But you know, back to your question. I, yeah. I think you go back to strategically doing it. You keep the lines balanced. They're at their best when they can roll four lines. And yeah. 
it sucks that it can't go another way. Mm-hmm. It, it sucks that you you make and we've said this for a long time. That was about that third line, right? You take one player out and this this lineup is just decimated. And really you see that with Pajot. You get one guy injured that stays in with real really no other option. A hurt Pajot is clearly better than Koivula or whoever, which speaks to how good Pajot is. Even a, a Pajot at 60% is better than the alternative of somebody, you know, somebody else. But it just shows like when when the wheels start coming off on this team, when one bolt is loose, that's it. Wheels are off. It's when there's a, a beauty in a machine, curve. it's out of order. It's it's incredible. I've it's it's been the beauty and the curse of this team, right? Knowing that yeah. they're such a tight knit group that it's you know twelve forwards and sixty every night, and they can they can just go at it and do it. Um, are they just due for a bad game? Like, is that what's? I, is, I, any, you, is, you know, any is team is any team in the final four due for a bad game? That's a good point. I mean. It's so hard because I think you you could very easily contradict yourself in what we do. Thinking yeah. about, you know, easily because especially right now, this is very raw because we're like doing it post game and, and we should be I should be better <laughs> at this at this point being able to separate it. But it just like sucks when you're I can't even turn my phone off. Jesus. But you can easily contradict yourself and say, you know, we, we've been homers. I don't think we're you know, you Islanders thing right behind you. I wear my hat. <laughs> you know, like it's not like not a surprise. No one watching or listening to this. We have, you know, we're very happy. We have a, you know, we think a lot of listeners. Maybe it's not, but we, you know, we've said they deserve to be here. They're a good team. Da da da. And you see something like this, and you're like, are they? Like, was this bound to kind of happen? Like, were the wheels? Was Tampa eventually just gonna just get their number? They, they well, were gonna win. T- that Tampa had has didn't win. Two games in a row, even game two and three, and the Islanders win game one and four, or something like that. It's mind-boggling to me that they have not won two games in a row. Like, well, with how good they are, the Isle look, the the Islanders can get figured out. It's very clear, and it's happened. They've had these dips. You you saw it in the games against Philadelphia last year. They you saw these dips in games where they just all get uh, all the way off the gas pedal. It was bound to ha- like for the Islanders. This is pretty on brand. Well, okay, let's. That's a. This is a lot to unravel here because, <laughs> you know, we're we're talking about. All we're almost kind of now getting into. Did they just get by? Did they no, skate by and, and just I, they deserve to be here? Okay. I just think this is very typical of the Islanders. And that's why I was very careful. Like, I don't want to contradict myself and say, you know, obviously I've been a homer the whole time. They deserve it, blah, blah, blah. And then be like, okay, they suck now. They, they obviously don't. don't. But my point is they do have these batches, right? Like after a good run, it's there is a cliff. It is not a subtle like, ah, they didn't play great in this game and then they kind of got worse the next game and then they lost three in a row. It is, they're playing great. They give it all. Guts on the floor, leave it on the ice. Game four at the Kali, and you know Pulak saves the game, and then it's just off a cliff. 
that is very on brand for this team. It's been a long stretch of really good games. It, it it's has. only two series, and but that's what happens in the regular season. Right. They, but this they is, play really well. They play really, and all of a sudden, like the ca- the week turns over or the, the, the calendar turns over the next month, and you're like, Who the hell is this team? Think of they it. They can win way. 17 in a row, and then all of a sudden it's like for 11 games, it's just dog shit. Think of it this way, though. Right. It's been two series, like you said, yes, but it's only gotten tougher each series. Right. You get past Pittsburgh, who has not as many, but almost as many uh, superstars on their team. But they get past the goaltending. Sure. And that's what that's what lost in that series. The Islanders capitalized on defensive lapses, which is what they do every game. But when you run up against a Vasilevsky versus a Jari, there's your difference. You get past Boston, who they know how to play their system. And before the series, we said maybe their depth isn't so great. Wrong. They had good depth. They have real good depth. They have, good, they had they have four good lines. I'm, I'm also not diminishing anything the Islands have done. I'm just we have injuries out. right now. They're putting up a stinker, but the series is still currently it will be three two Tampa. But it's it was tied two two going into tonight. Yes, bad timing for a stinker. But are we having this conversation Wednesday night if they win one nothing at home? I don't think we are. I, think I mean, it's I'm been, I'm worried. I'm not. You're worried. I listen. They they gave up two in the last game, and it led into this game, and now it's nine straight goals on answer. I get it, but if there's ever a, a coach to turn the, I don't believe in momentum going into game five to game six. I couldn't I think, disagree more. I think each game is its own individual. I do. Yeah, but I, this, I get, is, this This is some serious not momentum. Nine straight, whatever it'll be at the end of this game. But Tampa's going to score goals. And they, tonight is an anomaly. They don't do this. They'll lose one nothing, 3-2. They'll lose 4-2. I think we've said that And occasionally, though. occasionally, they do have a stinker because it's a hard system to play. It is not easy. You have to have buy-in every single night. But going back to the Coliseum for game six, I don't expect there to be a momentum swing right into that game where Tampa comes out and scores three more in the first period in Nassau Coliseum. Am I saying that they're going to win that game? No. No, I'm not saying they're going to win that game. I'm not saying they're going to lose that game, but I don't see it going this way. I don't I don't believe in momentum from game four to game five. I think each game is its own, and I think Trotz doing what he does will get them back on their feet for the next game. They're going to, like we've said before, burn this tape, learn yes, from it, absolutely, and move on. I'll say this. If you're the losing team, as we are the fans of tonight you you're a hundred percent correct that's that has to be your mentality that's that's a very professional and mature mentality to have i would suggest you you to take um (laughs) i know you didn't come up with it so i can't give you the credit but you're not you're not wrong regardless you're you're reiterating a very 
mature thing for the fan base where we can just not be aggravated, burn the tape and move on. I would suggest anyone listening to this, take this into your professional life. You will make mistakes, burn the tape and move on. Um, oh man, I just miss, I just, Oh, but if you're the winning team, right? You are coming into that next game with a pep in your step. Now, Sure. That can go to cocky and you can make mistakes. Talented teams tend to, you know, lollipop passes and these hot this hot dog bullshit. It's it's very easy. The Islanders are good enough to capitalize on those mistakes. And Tampa will go in knowing that they cannot do that. They have to come in and use that confidence for the, for the better. But they'll still have that. They they're going to have an extra swagger, however many unanswered goals that they they'll have by the end of this game. They're going to go into the Coliseum on on Wednesday with a different attitude. They can close it out. They've they've been there before. They did it last year, right? They they managed to bounce back, and it was a very. I think they're playing. The Islanders are certainly playing better in this series than they are last year. There's been very defining moments in this series that are showing me that they're as a team growing. Um, yeah, I think, and this would be a good kind of internal debate for you. If you don't believe there's momentum from year to, from game to game, I don't know how that, you know, anyone can sit there and say, Oh yeah, well they definitely grew from last year. It's like, okay, you either I think have the momentum I, and you, or you, I don't, don't think it has anything to do with momentum. But, when you grow, you learn. I think yes. I think they there's, there's probably subtle differences there, but at this at the same time, it's anyway. I'm because I believe in momentum and, and growth like that, where it's you can look at it in the sum of its parts and as a whole. I think it's the same thing. The Islanders should have learned a little bit more from last year. At this point, like that's what surprises me most about this. Well, game, let's let's rewind. Knowing going back to game one, like I uh, last year, I, I this just really surprises me. Let's rewind four games. Game one, Islanders completely controlled that pace, completely controlled the game. They win. What was it? Three nothing? It's not eight nothing. No, that's eight nothing for them. But I'm saying it, it's not it's not eight nothing tonight like like it is tonight. But game one, the Islanders win. Game two, it was a two one win. In game one. Unless the app is tell me I, that seemed wrong. That's why I looked it up. But yeah, it was a two one win. Game okay, two one win, sure. But they completely controlled the, the, the pace of that game. Right? Game two, the lightning come out and they win four to two. And you know, the, sometimes the score doesn't always tell the story, but the two one game that they won in game one. It, there was a consensus across the board that the Islands control that game. It was their game. They won um, because they maintained the pace of, of that of play the, the entire 60 minutes. And game two, completely different game, and Tampa Bay wins 4-2. That's a perfect example of wh where I say I think each game is its own individual, right? You, you don't have momentum from one game to the next. It's in the playoffs, in the playoffs. I don't know about regular season. I'm just I'm talking specifically playoffs. No momentum from game to game. I think each is its own little mini series, um, if you will. 
but you know, and again, like I said, I, I, I don't, I don't see going back to the Coliseum, um, them dropping another stinker like this. Um, you know, we'll see what happens as a result of Matthew Barzell. Maybe he'll just get a fine. Um, you know, I, I see some pictures on going around on Twitter right now that it looked like maybe it was just more of a glove. Could have been a little bit of a sell by Ruda. Who knows? Um, let's see what's going on with JG Peugeot because he's not playing at 100%. Uh, Jordan Eberle is currently skating off of the ice in discomfort. So let's see where that goes. Yeah, um, And I'll say uh, just a correction on what I said earlier. Tampa Bay did win games two and three. So I right. did win two in a row, which I forgot. I thought they were kind of going back and forth, but obviously game four they won, Islanders won. So a little off my game. This is not a normal. You're frazzled. The Islanders are frazzled. We're yeah. all frazzled. It's okay. It happens. Yeah. No, it's. I I kind of again, if you're the losing team, I I totally get the. Oh, we're not. There's no momentum. If you're the winning team, you you absolutely subscribe to momentum. Oh yeah. I think it, you know, and and that's why I thought the this is why it's so surprising to me. I think you come off of that game, it, it goes one way or the other. That you come out and you actually you just control this game, and the Islanders win two nothing or something like that, um, or they just lay an egg. And unfortunately, that's I don't know. I don't want to say I expected it because that's a lie. I really I really did expect them to just come out and and play a good game. And we've said it before, we never get upset when this team loses a game and it's a good game. Correct, yeah. yeah. That's, that that is not the problem. They could have lost this series in a sweep in three overtime games and uh, uh, Andy Green off his butt. Like, all right, well, what are you going to do about that? That's right. that's as close as it's going to get. Um, but that's just not what's happening, right? Like, you're just watching yeah. them just go completely the other way. And like I said earlier, I think I understand... Um, I don't like it, but I understand, you know, you're just coming off an emotional game. Right. You, had a day, you had a day off, um, you know, going down a morning skate. Could just be all very tired at this point. Um, it's not an excuse. You don't have to like that, but that looks like what's what's happening. They're, get, they're getting very frustrated, which leads me to believe they're getting tired. Um, they're making bad decisions. That's making them aggravated on top of it. And Tampa's just too good. You know, you've given that many opportunities um, and you're not providing any pushback. And that's the Islanders. There was a game and we talked about it when Joe was on where the, the, the Islanders had nine rush chances and didn't let up a rush chance in this game in the first period. Forget about rush chances. They were a handful, half a dozen or more odd man rushes. Eight. There was eight. So for, you know, this is just completely uncharacteristic. The, the D is tired. They, they got refrigerators on their back. They're it, quicks cement shoes in quicksand with a fridge on. It's just line them all up, and it's just combining into what we're watching with this team. And it's yeah, it's we're just probably gonna keep going in circles here. There's there's unfortunately not a whole lot to say. They played like shit. They have to bounce back. They have to right. burn the tape. Um, they really do have to score the first goal, and then and we what we I forget whatever game this was in the Boston series. They have to escape the first period without letting up a goal. They have they to, to score, escape the first minute without giving up a goal. Well, let's let's start there too. But I, ideally, it's 
they they escaped the first period one nothing. That's you can build the momentum after that in the game. But they're in in this game again. Their identity is capitalizing on Tampa Bay's mistakes, strong on the forecheck, um, getting the puck out of the zone. Their neutral zone play is typically really really good. Their regroups, even if it goes into their own zone, typically very good. They move the puck. They have the defense is very good vision. They skate. They either gain the red line and dump it, or they they find a guy and it's a tip in. Whatever the case. Um, Vasilevsky can move pretty quick. I don't think he's great at handling the puck, but he stops it. He gets out of his net really quickly. And there's a found way to get pucks into corners and soft plays, soft puck dumps into the corner. It's not exactly what's happening. It was not what was happening in this game. They could barely get the puck in. Islanders could barely break out. They were letting the Tampa Bay, the the Lightning, just walk out of their own zone. There was no pressure, uh, which is... The players weren't supporting each other. You, you you typically see there's there's three forwards and there's just like there's there's always somebody just circling in. There seems to be just always be a forward, nowhere to be found. Right. No one no one was there. That typical um, supporting the puck puck being on top of the puck. I think that you know when we talk about uh, Butch has talked about that with Matt Martin. He always tries to stay above the puck, and that's just that was not happening. They were behind the play. They were east or west of the puck. They, they just they couldn't catch up. The Lightning were just playing their game. Yep. And when you're off of yours, you make them look like fucking all-stars. Yeah, uh, the Lightning convert on the two-point conversion. Uh, that guy you forgot about, Luke Shen, makes it 8 nothing. Uh, currently. Yeah, that's my fault. Halfway through the third period. Thanks a lot, John. Um, some comments from our listeners. Uh, and Eli asked the question, which would be more heartbreaking for the Isles, losing big like this or losing in a tight overtime loss? John, what are your thoughts? Uh, like we said, um, and this comment was made a, a, a few minutes ago, but I want to see them play a good game. I don't care if they lose. Like, look, I guess I care if they lose. I'll be upset if they lose. Eight nothing? Not whatever it's going to be. I don't. That's not what I want to. That's not what I want to see. Look, if it was game one again, and then it's every, everything's forgotten about by now, by game five, four or five, I can I can almost deal with it. In the middle of the series, when now you're going to go into the next game that you need to win, keeping the barn alive. This is this screams to me that Capital Series in 2015, exact same circumstances for the Coliseum. Um. Islanders responded, but then they laid that egg in game seven. Remember how disappointing that was? They played like shit in that game. I don't even remember what the score was. It may as well have been 11 nothing. I think it was a pretty high score, a six to one or five to one or something. Um, so, no, I'd rather them play a tight game and lose. At least you can hang your hat on that. At least there's something to be desired. That's how they felt last year. They lost this game and they ugh, were. So close, you know, that game could have went either way. This is like we don't even belong in the same fucking building. What do you think? I think that you broke NHP's uh record for most cusses in an episode tonight. I'm furious. <laughs> I usually don't, I'm usually pretty, I try to add it in as flavor. Uh, let it fly tonight, bud. Yeah, sentence enhancers for you, SpongeBob fans. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I don't care. It's also like a quarter to 11. I don't care. 
Uh, no, I couldn't agree more. You want to, if, if you, if you're going to lose, you want to see them lose in a battle. And this was not a battle at all. This was a washing. Um, I'm not going to reiterate what you said. I totally agree. Play, you wanna, play your game. You want to see them play Show their game. Up. Yeah. You don't want to see uh, this. This is, uh, this is definitely much more disheartening and, and disappointing than it would be if we, we were to lose two, one in overtime. And let's just say, you know, it's a game seven, two, one in overtime and you lose, and you're eliminated. Yeah, you, you know, that's disappointing. But now you can say, hey, they're going to be back in that same spot next year. When you lose like this, let's say it's game seven and, and they're on the brink of elimination and they lose this way, you start asking yourself, man, are they going to be back here next year? So it's too it different. A tough, it was a tough go in that capital yeah. series, right? It yeah. was things uh, I don't think they made the playoffs the next year. I can't remember. But it's, yeah, it's they weren't getting better. And right, they didn't get better after that year. It took them a while. Now, I think over time and with their identity and what they what they were building somewhat quietly and needed to have that all honed in by Lamorello and Trotz, which you know finally three years ago they did. Um, you know, it, it took some of that. This is a lot of the same team that went through um, losing to Carolina a few years ago, getting blown out, and you know four games. Um, losing to the Capitals, uh, losing to the Lightning, uh, in in that's that the in the second round of uh, in the 2016 playoffs, um, you know the Lightning. This is going to be like the Capitals and the Penguins. It, are the Lightning the Islanders' kryptonite, and they have to overcome it? That's going to be how they get over that hump. Capitals eventually avenged themselves against the Capitals, and that same year they went on to win the Cup. Listen, if, if if this is just how this is going right now, and this is the destiny, and the Islanders are not going to win the series, it's certainly possible that this is just going to be who you go through, and you have to beat the best. At that point, the the Penguins had come off of back to back Stanley Cups. That was who you had to go through. You're going to have to go through the best teams. The the Tampa Bay Lightning did this in a few seasons in a row. Lost when they were predicted to be the best. Uh, I, I believe it was – I think they had three seasons worth of losing in the playoffs. And they even started to ask the question, is this team it? Are they are they the team that we think they are? And then there was question, are, we going, are they going to disband? Are they going to start selling? Eventually they figured it out. Uh, well, they, they stuck to their game plan. They stuck and to their game plan. That speaks volumes to that sure, organization. Absolutely. And and I can't say the Islanders are not following those footsteps. If they lose this series, yes, it would be disappointing, but they're still gaining that experience. They're learning more and more as they go. You know, you got new guys in the lineup like uh, Wallstrom and, and Sorokin. And, you know, we have a question queued up about Wallstrom next. Um, but you know, the team is still growing a little bit. There's going to be a little bit of a different team on the ice next season, but the majority will remain, uh, I believe, because, you know, they got some RFAs and UFAs to resign. Um, and I don't know how much wiggle room there's going to be for new new guys to come in. We'll see what happens with the expansion draft. But mostly the same team, I, I anticipate being back on the ice next year. And the goal is going to remain the same for Trots, for Lamorello, and for the roster. You'll have Lee back, and, and things are going to, you know, it's going to look good again, um, and, and we'll see what happens. But to answer your question, yeah, we would rather see them lose in a close game rather than a large stinker like this.
Uh, next question comes from Barker, and he says it's time, or rather his statement says it's time to get Oliver Wallstrom back in the lineup. Um, and assuming they don't make a nine-goal comeback with uh, six minutes remaining in this game, um, you know, the Islanders will be on the brink of elimination in game six. Uh, and not having scored any goals in the past four periods. Four periods. Being being outscored 10 nothing in four periods. Yeah, you know, Trotz might look to get some offense back in the lineup. I don't know who he takes out. I don't know if that looks like Komarov. I don't know if that looks like Zajac. But it's going to be one of those two guys. It's not going to be anybody else unless, you know, I have for, to some, imagine. for some reason, unless. And I, I don't think this is going to happen. But, you know, if Barzell receives a little more than a fine for his cross-check to Ruda, uh, and he's forced out of the game. Uh, I don't see anybody else coming out besides Komarov or Zajac. My gut is it will be Zajac. We will see what yeah. happens. I don't. I I don't I don't know. Like Trotz is a very like you know I'm putting faith in these guys. There's no I'm not gonna blow a gasket and make any rash decisions based on one game, right? Um, they've gotten this far with this group to a certain extent. I, I'd be willing to bet he believes he can continue with it. However, changing out one guy is not exactly blowing it up because of one game. That's just injecting a little bit of something in there. Wallstrom, if it's going to be the last game, not that you want to see Wallstrom, you know, aggravate whatever he was hurting. And if they are, they're probably thinking about his long-term health. Like, all right, if they're going to lose this series anyway, there's no reason to throw him in there and get hurt. It's going to ruin his career. We want him to come back next year as healthy as possible. So that's that's probably what they're trying to determine. Like, is he going to come back and, and get his shit pushed around and he's going to be screwed? You know, same thing with Lee. He could, under any other circumstance, if it was any other injury other than his knee, where he's going to get pushed around in front of the net and you, you need it to be good. They're looking at the long-term health of these players. Right. Um, so I don't know. I don't know who you, who else you'd put in. Um, I It's got to be Komarov or, or Zajac. From tonight, I also don't know that you again. If I'm thinking about how Trotz operates, like it's not one game does not just like mean he makes these major changes. I think, um, and again, one player in and out, I wouldn't even consider major. It is this season because he has not done it in the playoffs. Last year it was that was pretty commonplace as we talked about earlier. Guys in and out. That was you know. He was yeah, I mean, we right saw it last play. year in the postseason though. When when in that's what I mean an elimination game. Uh, you know, he put Dobson in instead of uh, I forget who he who he took out in, in, in place of Dobson. Dobson's lone game came in the Islanders last game of the playoffs last season, so you might see it happen again. Yeah, so it's whether it's Wallstrom or somebody else. I can't even remember who was on the rest of this roster because we just have not seen them and I haven't thought about it at all. But yeah, any one of the healthy scratches, if they, if they think they can just add a little bit, you know, honestly. If you want to throw a real wrench in there and you just because of how dead the team was, um, this I know this is off the board and not even close to anything, but just my own personal thing. Cole Bardro, guy was shot out of a cannon. You know, this is whatever it was two years ago. It is a ton of fucking energy. He's he's an extra center, just like Zajac is. If you need him to take face offs, um, I don't think you're going to throw him on the first line with Barzell to take face offs and get off, but. 
he's at least an option out there on uh, I think he might also be a righty which doesn't help anything um, a lot of righties on this team which is very strange but and they're all like on the same lines together um, but uh, something like you got to inject something like you got to have somebody in there that's like look this is my shot this is this is all I have. This is going to be my one game. Somebody and I can urgency, urge, like something. Like you got to inject. Like that's going to give the whole. It's like adding a Lee back in your lineup. Like you got to. Who is that spark? Who's going to do that? To me, it's like Barjol would run through a wall. He has nothing to lose. He's a career AHL guy. He's, he's going to go in gangbusters. He's going to lose. He's going to. He's going to be like having two cases. Zeke is out there, which. I I've, I've kind of like hoped that would happen if, if Clutterbuck doesn't come back at some point. You just throw Bardreau in that spot with Martin. Two Sezikis out there. That'd be ridiculous. You just have these two guys with a ton of energy running around. I, I love that. It's um, an interesting concept. Yeah, I mean, that when, when Bardreau was in the lineup in that third line center position, I loved it. Because I thought it was, it's not Pajot. Obviously, you can't. Uh, Pajot was far and away better however at the time this is pre uh pajot i believe it was the same season if i'm not mistaken i believe so um because it was during that big win streak yep that that bardrell goes in he scores his first goal in the penalty shot was a very big deal um i loved that there was two of these guys out there and i almost wanted to switch them i almost wanted to give Sezikis that like Elevate him to that third line, like give him more of an offensive shot, like have him play with some better players. And I loved both of them in the lineup. Loved it. I thought it was great. But they need an injection. They need someone, something that's going to, nothing to lose. They're going to leave it all on the ice. This is their one game to make a difference, even if it's literally just energy and getting the rest of the guys going. Game six, 8 p.m. Wednesday, going back to Nassau Coliseum. Uh, what what are the Islanders got to do to win this game? I'll answer my own question. Uh, <laughs> one, they have to play with a lead um, because that's been something they do not do too often in uh, these playoffs. And it's, you know, I, I don't want to say it's a surprise they've gotten this far while not playing with a lead as often as they do, but they don't play with a lead too often. Now, you know, we all know they don't panic. They don't bend. Uh, I'm sorry, they don't break. They just bend. I, I, I get it. But playing with the lead is obviously crucial uh, to the success of the, uh, this team. Um, you know, it, if they end up chasing a lead, it can't be in the first minute or first five minutes of the game. They gotta, you know, they gotta defend. They gotta make sure that there's, you know, at, at least some glimmer of hope going into the next period, um, and they're not down uh, and chasing, you know, the game for. 50 minutes because you know we, aside from tonight it's not often that that it's a high scoring game when you're chasing a game for 50 minutes you finally get that break late in the third period you know it's exhausting and it's hard to maintain that pace so um you know play with the lead you know at least don't give up a goal in the first five minutes and something i said for going into game three that they didn't do too often in game two is you know, they, they try too often to skate the puck over the Tampa Bay blue line. They got to lock down, dump that puck, get it behind net, chase it, win a puck battle, win a board battle. 
make Vasilevsky look over his shoulder. Because when he does that, he doesn't have eyes in the back of his head. He's not going to see what's going on in front of him. Get guys in front of the net, play from behind from behind Vasilevsky, and make him have to make a save he shouldn't make. Um, you know, you only do it so many times. Like yeah, you can only do it so many, do it so many times. You're you're absolutely correct, but they have. Well, I mean, Vasilevsky, like he can only make so many. No, like, I know. I'm, I'm agreeing with him. You're, you're you're absolutely correct. But you know, if anybody's going to do it, it's him. Um, but you know, again, like you said, you can only do it so many times. And if you play from behind the net, uh, you, you know, chances are you're going to find, a, you know, one or two more opportunities because, you know, when you have the puck in deep like that, you know, a, a bounce here and there, you know, you see guys banking pucks in off the back of the back of backs of people's heads off of their, you know, nameplate, stuff like that. So, you know, I'm not saying, you know, that should be their goal, but, um, play from behind the net, make Vasilevsky turn around. Um, Here's my here's my prediction. This is you heard it here first. Although I did also just tweet it. Dal Cole back in the lineup, game no, six. No, I don't know. That's uh, that's a guy trots trusts him. I don't even know if he's one hundred percent healthy. I don't think anybody knows if he's one hundred percent healthy. Maybe, maybe. I I can't find another. I don't know another it, it, outlet. It, Another, it's it's got to be somebody like you got to add you got to change. Not I think it, I not think because of Zajac is bad, right? I'm not saying no, that, that he's no, a no. problem or even Kamrava, who you know one of the goals he you know is on the blue on the in his own blue line and didn't get the puck out when he had a chance, even if it was icing. But they need something. They just need some some extra oomph and well at this problem, point i don't know no one's played other than these guys in a long time so i'm not sure how you the problem guy in there the problem and we're going to end on this note the problem is that the the mental lapses are coming from their mainstays you have you have barzell take barzell's taking a bad penalty tonight nicoletti has had a horrible postseason he's with you know sprinkling a game or two here where he wasn't bad uh, you know, Mayfield wasn't good tonight. He's had a, a fantastic postseason. Tonight was a bad game for him. Pelican Pollock had a pretty bad uh, turnover each in this game. So their mainstays are not doing it for them. Bovillier was invisible. Uh, Everlay has just not produced. So the issue is, yeah, you could take out a Komarov. You could take out a Zajac. You could put in a Walsh. I and mean, he'll play with urgency. But when your mainstays are not getting it done, uh, that's a problem. We'll see how they respond for game five. Keys to the game, play for, for, play from behind the net, play with a lead, um, and don't give up a goal in the first five minutes. If they can do that, they get their feet under them, and they should be able to uh, hopefully edge out Tampa Bay on home ice. Uh, yeah, only those- counts as one loss. Still it only does. three two. It does. Eight goals doesn't mean they lost two games. Eight goals in in sixty minutes. They lost one game. A loss is a loss. Burn the tape. You move on. Those are my closing comments. You have anything further to say there, but I don't think so. I it's it's disappointing, and um, see what happens on Wednesday. We will see what happens on Wednesday. We want to thank the Hockey Podcast Network, the Hockey Writers, and, of course, all of you, our listeners. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to or watch the show. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Nassau and Hockey, and find our work at thehockeywriters.com. And until next time, let's go, Islanders.